welcome to the Game Under Repair podcast. Michael here. Uh, we got a full crew today. So we got Nate, Audie, Pat, and Sam all on. Welcome, guys. Good to be Thanks here. Thanks for having us, Mike. Good to have the whole crew back. Yeah, I feel like we haven't had everybody here in a while. So this is, uh, this is fun. Sometimes life gets in the way, you know. Yeah, trying to coordinate five people. Sometimes, sometimes it happens, but that's fine. So we got the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So where do you guys want to start with this? Do you guys want to start like course setup comments or talk about winner? Say uh, Scotty Scheffler won winner. Congratulations. He's won two of his last three after not winning in his first 70. He's the number two player in the world now. Fun fact I also saw, this is the first time ever where the top five golfers in world ranking are under the age of 30. So golf seems to be in uh, pretty good hands with the younger generation, and that's not including JT or Spieth. They're not in the top five currently. Uh, do you have the full top five order? It's it's Rom, Scheffler, Cantlay, Morikawa, Hobland. Is that the order, or is that just yeah? That's the, five? the order. No, we the top five was Rom, Morikawa, Hobland, Cantley, Scheffler. Okay, so same people, different order. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I don't know if we were going in the exact order, but that's the exact order. You had to get it right for us. It's kind of crazy because I feel like out of all those names, Colin Morikawa seems a little out of place up there. Like, I don't, I mean, he won semi recently, but I don't I feel like he's got to really do something in the next couple of weeks to, to kind of solidify that he belongs up there with some of those other names. I mean, he finished second at the Genesis, but he's been playing in the DP tour. Recently, a lot with Rory. I was going to say, what are, what are his last 10 finishes? He's only played uh, four rounds in the last 30 days. I have it pulled up. So, I mean, he's only played one tournament in the last four weeks. And in that one tournament, he got second? Yeah, he got second. So, he leads in the last 30 days. He is number one in strokes gain overall. Like the last three months, so pretty much December to now, he's played four tournaments and made the cut in all four i'll say he's got a couple of top five finishes in those tournaments that he's played i thought yeah really that's on average with everyone else it's actually not that bad here's his finishes in the 2022 season starting at the cj cup was the first tournament of the 2022 second place zozo championship tied for seventh hero world challenge tied for fifth century tournament of champions tied for fifth he played the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship. He got 62nd. He played the Dubai Desert Classic, got 18th, and then he was tied for second in Genesis. So he has finished no lower than 7th in PGA Tour events this season. Nothing to shake a stick at. That's, that's a pretty good resume. I can understand being top five now. <laughs> John Rahm's got to look out. I didn't, I didn't realize that he hadn't played that recently i guess that was part of my i guess i hadn't been seeing him and so i was equating that to maybe not playing well i didn't realize he just wasn't playing at all but i mean obviously with this swing of the schedule coming up he's probably going to be around a lot more he didn't play this week then at the arnold palmer he did no. not no i don't know so that's a little course setup -y, but so something i guess with scotty shuffler second win on of the season so joins hideki as the only two-time winner so far this season i guess what do you think's his ceiling i was looking back at our our predictions on the year on who we had as most wins for the year. No one picked Scotty. I, I don't think that was that crazy seeing he hadn't won in his first 70 starts, but he's won two now. What do you think is his, his cap for the year? 
I mean, at the rate that he's playing, I think maybe another win or two. I think his performance at the Ryder Cup really built confidence in his game after taking out Rom when no one could. His confidence level is really boosting up here. I think his wife was more excited for the win than he was after watching the video of them after the round. That was great. Yeah, I also saw that his 87-year-old grandmother walked to 18 alongside him, which was pretty cool, just to be able to walk 18 holes. And the course, I mean, I know Rory wasn't a big fan of the course this week. I think it was more so where it is in the schedule. I th- he didn't really – he's like, yeah, the rough, that's fine. But I think a lot of players had had issues where the course wasn't rewarding good shots either. Like, it was penalizing you for bad shots, but if you hit a good shot, like, it was rolling 50 yards and, like, totally missing the green, and you're like, I hit, I couldn't have played a different shot. So I think that was the bigger, bigger problem. Yeah, I've heard, I heard that, especially from Rory, like you said, you know, he had some pretty, I don't want to say harsh words, but some pretty point, pointed criticism for basically exactly what you're saying, where... You know, what's the point of going and playing these events when you're not getting rewarded for the good shots? You're not really proving anything about who's the better player. It's just who's going to be the luckier player or who's going to, you know, have the the least elements to deal with. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's necessarily what golf needs. And I guess he even went as far to say that he'd be surprised if more people don't start skipping it. I guess what do you guys think about that with, with where this tournament is being right before the players and kind of how it seems to be trending in this they're going to play in this kind of, un- I don't want to say unfair necessarily, but in this way that you're not even going to get rewarded for good shots. So it's like, why would somebody go right before the players to this tournament and play? They'd like an open. I mean, open championships play tough mm-hmm. like that. That's what, that's kind of how it was set up in my mind, which I, I like seeing, I mean, obviously not getting players in a bad spot with a great shot where the course just takes away from that. But I like seeing players struggle. I like seeing a tournament where a guy has to shoot better than par to beat the entire field. And that could be, you know, one or two under for the entire tournament. Like, that's what I like to watch. I like seeing attrition that way. Not 17 under, 20 under for the tournament. Yeah, I mean, scores are progressively uh, higher each round. I mean, Rory was leader after the first round at 7 under, and the winning was 5 under. If you shot even par, you came tied 11th. I feel like people thought John Rahm was going to miss the cut and then he finishes tied for 17th with plus two. And it's like he played so bad. Well, I have some stats here. Strokes gained off the tee, fifth. Strokes gained approach, second. Strokes gained tee to green, third on the on the week. Strokes gained around the green, 64th. Strokes came putting 68th out of 77 players that made the cut. <laughs> and in the last 30 days, he is dead last in strokes gained putting, and he is first in strokes gained everything else. Every time I see that, I'm like, there is no way. Like, number one in everything, and then actually dead last in putting. I'm surprised he wasn't the one that threw his putter in the water. <laughs> well, I was going to say, was matt jones after he tossed the putter <laughs> yeah do you, have, do you have for reference do you have where matt jones's strokes game putting was this week relative to rom's no matt jones was 74 and rom was 68 at least he had a worse week than rom yeah i guess there's only four people worse than him so if you're gonna throw your putter that's probably a good time when you're 74th out of 78 yeah so this week the biggest indicators with how the course was setting up was 
your fairway proximity to the hole and your rough proximity to the hole based off your tee shot. So Scheffler was fourth in fairway proximity to the hole on his pro shot and seventh in rough proximity to the hole. No other player was within the top 10 in either of the, unlike both of those. Hovland was third in the fairway proximity and 62nd in rough proximity. So like Scheffler was just ball striking clinic this week. He was first in strokes gained on approach shots and eighth on tee to green. That came Sunday where all he had to do was shoot even par and he won. And my last, my last note, Taylor Gooch had the lead going into the last round. And he actually, when you take into account all the times that he played, Friday early and Saturday and Sunday times, he played the course at its hardest. He played it over a stroke and a half harder than any other golfer based on the times he played throughout the weekend. He finished tied for seventh. He was three back. So you give him another stroke and a half, he would finish tied for second. You mentioned it earlier too about how it got progressively harder. So I, I had the uh, stats for... The scoring average for the four rounds, the first round was 72.3. The second round was 74.3. The third round was 74.1. And then the the fourth round was 75.5. You know, definitely the case of getting harder. So if you're a fan of watching the course get harder and watching the player struggle, like Audie said he is, you're, you probably really enjoyed this tournament. It was great. Now, going back to the Scheffler and the comparisons of those different statistics, what was... Horschel's bunker rating because I think he was like five of five for up and downs on at least Saturday I know of side note while you're looking that up y'all see the relief he got on 18 off the sprinkler head <laughs> yep 10 times better than it should have been yeah, that's using the rule book to your advantage though do we like that or do we dislike that I mean if it's in the rule book yeah yes it is in the rule book but man that seems so freaking generous I uh, I, I struggle with that one. I don't want to say it was cheating because it wasn't, but man, that one felt as borderline as you could be. Well, did we hear what the rules official said? I didn't. I didn't catch if they said anything. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch what they said, but somehow, like, I don't think he. Like, I feel like the ball got moved forward and not like. I feel like he should have. He should have been chipping that and not putting off the fringe, which helped him out a bunch. Uh, he still made. He still made a great putt, but I, I didn't hear what what the exact rule official was or standing on that was i think it had to do with the angle of where the hole was when where he was on the fringe there was technically not closer to the hole but it was obviously a significantly better shot he did have a rules official there and the rules official there was with him walking through it so it's not like he took the drop on his own because they didn't show any of the exchange on on the actual drop and so the the first thing we the last thing we saw was his ball basically disappearing into that thick rough and the next time we saw him on that hole, he was putting it from the French. They explained what happened, but that was a tough one to, to just like come back and see and be like, oh, yeah, that was all on the up and up. <laughs> Nothing going on there. Uh, do, you have your, do you have that stat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, um, Billy Horschel, it's actually surprising. He was 28th in scrambling on the weekend at 20 for 32 and 24th around the green. He made his money this week on his approach shots. He was fifth, and he was fifth closest to the hole out of the rough. But, yeah, it was all about approach shots. Really, your off the tee didn't really help that much unless you were Victor Hovland. That's really the only person being really good off the tee help. 
Do you have a new opinion on Billy Horschel? I know you had a little bit of criticism earlier in the week. Did it sound like you might change your heart a little bit? What do you, What are your thoughts? Like him? Dislike him? I mean, he interviewed fine, but just the way he dresses, just his shoes he wears, his like routine is almost worse than like Kevin Knox used to be. He like is pretty slow player. Also, he just yeah, he just looks like a tool. It just exudes arrogance. Yeah, it just like I don't know what about it. It just something about it. He wears that bright. He always wears like bright shirts. He has a Florida bag that he carries around. I'm like, dude, you've been graduated for like 15 years. You can you can wear your sponsor's bag. But yeah, I don't know. He interviewed well, so it was it was a good interview. So it changed it a little bit, but I may not be actively rooting against him now. He's not reaching P. Reed territory yet. No. His his stats are going up. P. Reed's stats are dropping a lot. PXG, man, not good for the pros. Mike was a five handicap player, and then he got PXGs, and now he's nine. He also moved from Florida to South Carolina, where the golf is harder. <laughs> that actually was a true statement, though. But with Reed, hey, there's an open spot on Callaway's roster. I guess before we go to Miss Kyle, what do you think of Max Homa's ace? How can you not like it? I think he was done dirty by the PGA by not tagging him in tweets, and that's part of the <laughs> freaking PIP program. It's like, you aren't even going to give him credit. Rigged. It was pretty cool that he was like, I didn't even know I was going in because I can't see the ball when it's that far away. Sometimes I feel the same on the course, especially depending like where the sun's at and stuff. Like You hit a ball and you're like, I, I lost it immediately. Like I can't see it. Yeah, I mean... I, I think it was cool that it was a golfer that people know a little more. Sometimes like hole in ones happen, and you're like, I've never, I didn't even know this guy was on tour. So it was pretty cool that, that especially like social media world could could live it. But I'll say that I, I think the social media aspect, we, we saw the PIP standings, and I think social media is about two percent of what what actually plays into that that standing. Because I think someone tweeted that Spieth had 29 tweets last year, and nine were retweets. A few were quotes, so uh, and he got four, so yeah. But, I think yeah, Tiger five was pretty funny. Tiger had the best response though. About the oh whole yeah, PIP. Tiger. Tiger already won the social media PIP for the year by tweeting that Phil and getting blocked in like two minutes. And we already know that Shoffley doesn't even manage his own Twitter account. He says he doesn't even have the passwords for it. So <laughs> yeah. If I was a pro, I feel like that's how I would uh, like. I don't. I mean, oh, Tiger yeah. doesn't manage his own either. No. I know that clapback from Tiger, like Tiger's account was good, but like, do we really think he even did that? He had to approve it at least. I don't, see, I don't know. Man. No, if probably was, not. If you're a social media manager, like I feel like they're just yeah. going out there. They kind of they kind of know. Thumbs up. A plus. That was a great job. I think that's the funny part about like, yeah, it doesn't really factor into the PIP, the PIP program, but that's like what I guess part of the joke is that Homo was like, come on, you can't even like tag me in this. Like it could have bumped me into the top 10. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that it definitely wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, Morikawa was 11th. Cause he said like, Oh, I won't be playing in the Arnold Palmer. Hopefully this doesn't prevent me from getting in the top 10. Oh, I'm not in the top 10. So it doesn't yeah. matter. This might just be on social media, but at least in social media, they seem to be all about that pit program, calling it out. Bubba made a response to Colin about Colin being 11th. Uh, Bubba said, pretty sure 2022 will be your year. PIP, hashtag 10, hashtag, you're welcome. I think the players don't understand how it works, so they're just like laughing about it 
because they're like, I, I don't really know what goes into this. Yeah, I will say at least there was some transparency. Like the tour said they weren't going to publish the the standings and the scores and stuff, and they did. So I feel like that, I'm not sure what their motivation was or why they changed the heart, but I think it was good to do it, especially being the first year and you kind of get a sense of, all right, here's your baseline and we'll see how they tweak it going forward. Yeah. Also, Phil was definitely number one, and then they released the rankings, and he was number two. So, y'all want to talk about the players coming up? So, we made some predictions earlier this year on who we thought was going to win. Basically, I want to do is just go through them, and then we're going to give you a chance to buy or sell. Buy means you're going to keep them to win. Sell, you can pick somebody else at this point. And we'll go through everybody and see, see where they're at. So, I guess, Audie, we'll start with you. Victor Hovland is who you picked Back at the start of the year to win players. You buying or selling? I'm gonna give you their stats for the last three months and then you can tell me if you're if you're gonna buy or sell. I got them pulled up. All right. Well, I'm gonna try right. to find the betting odds for this weekend. Hovland, his strokes gained total in the last three months, he's ninth. He is twenty-fifth in putting, hundred and twenty-ninth in around the green out of hundred and forty-four this weekend. He is sixth in approach, fourteenth and off the tee and 21st in T to green. So uh, he's a bad chipper, but he also said that in his post-round uh, interview at the Arnold Palmer. They asked him, and he said, well, I suck at chipping, so I guess I should work on it. I'm buying. Hovland right now is plus 1,800. It's sixth on the list as as far as um, best odds this weekend. It's Rom, JT, Morcal, McElroy, and then Hovland. I'm buying. He's got four top fives out of his out of six rounds in the last three months. All right, Sam, do you remember who you had? I have it here, but I just want to know if you remember. Uh, Fleetwood. You did not. You had John Rom. Uh, All right, Rom. Sam, buying or selling John Rom? Give us, give us um, the rundown on Rom. I'm selling him. I'm selling him hard this weekend. He can't, he can't chip. He can't putt. He's, he's in his head with this putter. He tapped the ball half an inch this past weekend. I mean, just yeah, we like, didn't even uh, talk about that. Yeah, that was fucking also, crazy. Also, I don't know if it was totally all him. His playing partner's caddy walked right in front of his eyesight as he was putting. They were making a problem about that, but it didn't. I don't know. At least Ron didn't seem to react like that was what caused it. But like, no, no. I know that caddy probably shit himself though when he missed that. <laughs> he he froze. Was like, fuck. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm selling Rom. He's by far the best player. I mean, he's second in approach, first in off the tee, and second in tee to green in the last three months. But he's 118th around the green. He's 86th putting. Um, the only person in the top 10 who's worse than him putting is Zalatoris. He's 125th in the field. I'm assuming you're not, putting. you're not buying Zalatoris this week. No, I'm not buying Zalatoris. I think this week the weather at the players is going to be nasty. It's going to be pouring rain. There's going to be a lot of mud balls. You're going to have to play the ball low because the wind, it's going to be cold on Sunday. I've been at the players when it's been this weather on Sunday, 2019. There's going to be a lot of balls in the water on 17. But I think putting is going to going to be key, especially with greens being slower. Usually you would say, oh, putting with fast greens. But I think people are going to have to drain some longer putts with slower greens. They're going to be able to be more aggressive. So I'm going to buy. This is who I'm buying. I'm buying Rory. I know he didn't finish the weekend out very strong, but he's 2019. He won the players. The weather 
weather for the whole weekend is literally the exact same weather we're predicted to have. And I think, I think he's going to take, he took today off, like he said, after the Arnold Palmer invitational and has to reset his mind. But I think he played, he played well this weekend. It just, that rough was like, it wasn't rewarding good shots. It was penalizing everything. And I don't think TPC is not going to be like that. It's going to be a lot softer. And with all the rain, I, I think the rough will be kind of laid down a little, especially if it rains really hard. So I don't think it'll be as deep. So yeah, I'm going to buy Rory. Nice. I had Rory as well. Buy as well. So I know, Sam, you just rattled off a bunch. I think to me, the biggest two things I see from Rory, he is just killing the ball off the tee right now. His accuracy is way up. Looking like he's getting back into that being a weapon and not a liability for him. And then also his lag putting has improved significantly over the last you know six months. And like you said, with I think it's going to be a premium on putting. So Rory McIlroy with his improved lag putting, I think he's going to get a few of them to drain in. It's going to be a little bit slower. He can be a little bit more aggressive. Not going to be as much break. And I think I think he's going to get it done. So I'm I'm buying on Rory as well. All right, Pat. I should have done this earlier with Audi, but you also had Victor Hovland for this. Yeah, I'm buying. I think overall he's playing well. I think he had a little. Day three and day four wasn't too kind to him, but I think he has the overall package still to win. I have heard you're a big fan of his package. So. We like good packages here. Nate, you had Sam Burns. Sam Burns. I'm, I'm selling. I'm selling Sam Burns. I think y'all all wrong on McElroy. I think he's a non-factor. This, and I don't think he will be anywhere near contention this week. I'm going. I'm going to buy someone that hasn't won before on the at the players. I'm going to take Jordan. I think he's going to get back on the winning the winning course this week. Personally, I would love to see it. If it's not going to be McElroy, I'd love to see Jordan do it. But man, I don't know. I think based on the weather factors alone, it's going to be a European player. Yeah, my dark horse, someone who played really well this past weekend, Matthew Fitzpatrick, didn't have a bogey this weekend from like the eighth hole in round one to the eighth hole in the final round. And the fact that the course played so hard and like being able to hit the ball and keep it in play and putt really well to not have a bogey over basically three full rounds when the course played as hard as it did. It's kind of, kind of goes to Audis. It's going to be European rainy, like overcast, cooler. So Hovland could be a good pick trying to see in the top, top strokes game people this season. Fitzpatrick's number one. What's Fitzpatrick's betting odds for this? I bet he'd be a great value. If he... He's plus 2,800. That's pretty good. I mean, that'd be, that'd be a great value if you were doing that. European makes a lot of sense given the weather. It could possibly be Sam's first pick, Tommy Fleetwood. He's plus 7,000. I think he's still got some ground to cover before he's competing again. I've freaking, I've bet Fleetwood so much, I can't do it to myself anymore. Also, uh, Terrell Hatton just basically snuck in there to like top five this past weekend. Another guy who putts really well, second second on tour in putting since December, could be could be someone to look out for. He's always animated, so he's a fun follow on the course. I remember I followed him a little bit when we were there in 2019. A lot of people are saying since a major's being discussed that Kepka's got to be talked about. One of the things I want to talk about is who's trending down. Like, who do we think is going to finish super low, not even make the cut? I was actually going Brooks Kapka. That was my guy. Not his week at all. I would. I don't think he's going to make the cut. 
Weather's going to be a factor. Cold's going to be a factor. I don't think he's going to hold up well. That's my guy for you know, basically trending down this tournament. I want to say DJ because he hasn't done anything so far in the last few weeks and don't know how his game's at, but I'm gonna, I think Dustin, possibly with Rory, both are got, both guys aren't going to have a great week. We can count Kevin Na out because he withdrew today. He's having his third child, so we can't we can't worry about him. He probably would have competed, honestly. He probably would have. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna say Sam Burns, Nate's original pick, ain't making the cut. Sell He's him. currently 17th in the world. <laughs> the surge. I'm trying to see like a guy in the top 10 who I could see not making it. Dustin's a good one. Cantley. Cantley. Man, he hasn't had a he hasn't had a round of 70 since like dating back to last season. He's got that like crazy ridiculous like 20 something rounds in the 60s, but it could end. I mean, you got to slip up know. sometime. Yeah, I could see JT, even though he won last year. I could see. Sometimes he has those tournaments where it just doesn't click first two days. Right outside the top 10, I could see Hideki not making it, um, not making the cut. I don't know. The top 10, are they're all solid right now. There hasn't been much like movement besides like one place up, one place down sort of stuff. Looking on Data Golf's course fit model, so towards the bottom of that list, if you go to the bottom of, the, of their course fits model, inside the bottom 10, you have Brooks Kepka. Cameron Champ, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Matt Wolf, and Roy McIlroy. If you're going just based on course fit like that, some of those picks there, throwing out Kepka, throwing out Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, like those are those are probably some good picks. Obviously, the model is not 100%, and you know there's some variability there. But it doesn't seem to be according to their data a course that's going to fit those players very well. It's interesting because we we know who the Thursday pairings are going to be in the primetime group for Thursday. First group, and you got Scheffler, Shoffley, and Kepka, and then you have Berger, Spieth, and DJ. So those are going to be interesting to watch on Thursday, and that's going to be the I think that's what the better weather day out of the weekend. Yeah, I think it gets worse starting on Friday. I don't have any statistics to back this up, but I don't think Zalatoris makes the cut. Of the names I was reading off on that course fit, he's actually a little bit above it, but still, still not a good fit for him. So. Just from looking at the same thing Mike's looking at, I think the reason it is so skewed and a lot of the top guys are at the bottom for this course fit is driving accuracy is one of the is way higher than the average course. Um, the need for the relative importance on, at TPC Sawgrass. So the top guys, they, always, they hit the ball so far that their accuracy is lower. So I think that could that could change the uh the stats to skew a little bit against some of the top guys who who bomb the ball down the fairway and driving distance is like less than 25 percent importance at tpc sawgrass because it's not the longest course this is gonna bring uh nate's favorite russell russell knox back in the mix oh yeah russell knox dark horse uh i'm taking a sabbatical on him <laughs> hey he had some had some decent tournaments this year but He'll make the he'll make the top one twenty five and get his keep his card, but he, he's uh he's off the uh off the uh, top pick uh, off the roster, off the roster. Uh, do we think over under seventy? I'm gonna go. I don't know what the actual over under is, but just thinking about how many players, I'm gonna say over under 
90 golf balls in the water on 17. Just on 17? Over four days. Just on 17. 149 people playing the first two days. I'm going to go over 90. Man, now that I say 90, that's a pretty good number. Because I'm like, I don't know. That's a lot of people hitting shots. And somebody might hit like two in the water. Like the drop area. When when I went in 2019, my buddy Tad and I, we sat up right by the drop area. And there were quite a bit of people that hit their second one into the into the water as well because it's easy to chunk it or hit it too far and roll it roll it off the side to the right um because you're really hitting like left to right you're not really straight on to the green i would say over with weather conditions you're gonna have three from me i'm looking at the forecast right now thursday friday and saturday okay so thursday and friday 80 degrees and thunderstorms saturday 70 degrees and thunderstorms sunday no rain, but it's going to be 60 degrees and very windy. I'm over 90. I'm over, too. Over under 90 in the water. I'm going to, I'll am gonna. go under. Okay. Oh, man. We almost had a clean sweep. No, no. that I would have been more worried if it was a clean sweep. I would have been like, God, we're, da- we're 100% wrong. We're, we're all going the same way. We'll check back in with that. Four over, one under. We'll see. It's everybody ganging up on Nate this time. Somebody will have it on Twitter. What's the winner going to shoot? I think the winning score is going to be minus 11. Ooh, man. That's deep. Yeah. Last year it was 14 under. No rain. I'm going to say, I'm going to say six under. I was thinking six or seven. That's too, that's too low. I'm, I'm with Mike. I'm going to say it's going to be over, over 10 under, you know, in that 10 to 12 range. I'll go in the middle, around eight. We'll say 11, 12, 6, 7, 8. I think the winner will not be in the last three groups on Sunday. I think the winner will be somebody go out and shoot like a 66 on Sunday to win. I hate when the winner's not in the last group. Like, Mm -hmm. man, it's just so much more satisfying when the winner gets to just drain the last putt and, and walk it off. Like I get it, like for the guys that came up from behind on on Sunday and and you know put themselves in a spot to go win it, but man, I, I just wish they would just switch it to last two guys play match play on Sunday and, <laughs> and that's your winner. Or at least like, I think it's fun when the last group has a chance to win on eighteen, and like they're like, oh, they need a birdie or like they can't bogey or something. Like we yeah, had a lot of playoffs fair. because of that. Um. Ooh, playoff or no playoff? I'm going to say no playoff. No, we're going to have an outright winner this weekend, I think. Yeah, I think we will. At the Arnold Palmer, there hasn't been a playoff since like 99 or something like that. And I was like, we almost had a four-way tie if if everybody finished four under. Well, that's what, with the scores scores being so low, I feel like that would like breed a a playoff more often. But I mean, I guess not. I don't know. It'll be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it, having it on the TV while I do some work from home. First first mini major tournament. ESPN Plus, they're hey, PGA Tour Live, every week it's getting a little better. Sometimes the announcers are still they're savage. like <laughs> Yeah, they're it's savage and funny, but sometimes it's like, okay, but you go do it. Yeah, them, they're not understanding uh why Ian Poulter was wearing blue and oh, yellow, that was though. Rough. That, was, that rough. was like, oh, man, come on, guys. More like the PGA Tour 
making fun of uh, Hodgeguard for yelling four in their tweet that said volume down. And it's like, yeah, he literally is yelling that loud so that people know the ball is coming. And the PGA Tour like made fun of him for it. And they also, then people get mad at Bryson when he doesn't yell it. All right, guys, it's been fun. It's been real. Players weekend. <laughs>